Covenant involves a promise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a, a promise-making and a promise-keeping God. God wants to come into relationship with us. Mm-hmm. So the intent of his covenant is to form relationship and it's based on promises. Welcome everyone to podcast number 174, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg. Mm-hmm. We have Associate Pastor Jeremy Teru. We have Youth Family and Praise Director Jordan Kettlewell. Did I get that right? I was, trying to, perfect. I was yes. trying to, you know, jazz things up by putting you in different order. <laughs> <laughs> and we have retired Pastor Barry Sweet and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. And today, uh, yesterday in our church service, we had a covenant renewal service. And we wanted to have a podcast to, to talk a little bit more deeply on covenants and what they are and what they mean. Um, so I'm going to throw it, kind of open it up to the group. Um, maybe Jeremy, do you want to start us off? Because you had a, uh, the children's sermon about that and, um, that might be a good way to. And that's probably the level we're all on. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having childlike faith. Yes, yes that's right. As we do. Amen. So, um, yeah, so we did have that style of worship service. So to ask, well, why did we do that? And why did we focus on covenant and what does covenant mean? Yeah, maybe we'll describe covenant yeah. and then describe mm-hmm. what a covenant service is too. Yeah, sure. Um, so covenant, that's a word, of course, that we see throughout scripture. Um, in fact, sometimes we know the Bible is divided into the Old Testament and New Testament. Sometimes it's referred to as the Old Covenant mm-hmm. and New Covenant. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a really important word in scripture. It's a very important word to God. And it, we we're just chatting. Uh, it is one, it's a word that we focus on a lot with the kids in the church. And Jordan and I have done that. And we named their Wednesday group Covenant Keepers and there's mm-hmm. Covenant Youth Group. And it's just uh, it's just of, of great importance. And so the, the way we explain it and, and discuss it with the kids is that a covenant, covenant involves a promise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a, a promise making and a promise keeping God. And the intent of it is, is that God wants to come into relationship with us. Mm -hmm. So the intent of his covenant is to form relationship and it's based on promises. And sometimes there's a a thought of, it's kind of like an agreement as well, or a contract. I I think, I don't want to go too far into that because I think that takes away the relational aspect, Mm -hmm. but there is, there is an agreement involved, but it's about relationship and the promises of God. And so what we talked about with the kids in church is that one example of a covenant we see is with Noah and the flood. Right. And when God caused the flood to recede and Noah and his family came off the ark and they worshiped God and built an altar to him, God made a covenant promise to Noah and to all people that he would never again destroy the earth by flood. And so that was a promise that God made. That was a covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, we recognize the the Mosaic law of ancient Israel as a covenant with God. That mm-hmm. was a way of God coming into relationship with Israel in order to uh, have a people that was set apart for himself and that would be a light to the rest of the world and in relationship with him. And we talk about how we are now in the, uh, under the new covenant of Jesus Christ, having received him as Lord and savior, Christ has died, Christ is resurrected. He has taken away our sin. And so the new covenant promise is that by trusting in Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, we are forgiven. We are in relationship with God. We have eternal life. We are his children. 
And with the kids, we talked about covenant signs. God gives signs of his covenant promises, Mm -hmm. like the rainbow with Noah. Mm -hmm. So he gave the covenant promise. And then he said, here's a sign of that, something you can see, something that you can reach out and touch. Um, The sacrament of communion is a new covenant sign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The the bread and wine, the body and blood of Jesus that we physically consume, that's a a sign of the covenant promise. Uh, So it's just, it's a, it's a really important term for Christians to to kind of get a hold of and live into. Mm-hmm. So, and so when Thank you, you and when you look at covenants throughout, I mean, the New Testament is the covenant with Jesus, mm-hmm. but you've got five covenants in the Old Testament. Okay, and one of the aspects of covenant, um, that covenant language is is both blessings and curses. So God is the promise keeper. Mm-hmm. And our response, we, are, we make promises back to God. So God tells Adam, you know, you can have the run of the garden, be fruitful and multiply, but don't eat of the one tree. They broke or were disobedient to God and their response or what they received was a curse for being disobedient to God. And then we've got the Noah covenant, the covenant Mm -hmm. with Noah, never to flood the earth again, sign of the rainbow. And then God makes a covenant with Abraham uh, to be a blessing Mm -hmm. to all nations. Uh, Through Abraham will come the seed. That's Jesus, Mm -hmm. the final covenant. Mm -hmm. And and so there's there's this promise, the promises that God makes with Abraham, but you know, it takes three generations before it finally, the family finally explodes and becomes large enough to really become a nation. There's a covenant that comes through Moses and that covenant is through the law, the giving of the law. And with the giving of the law, there are blessings and curses. And then uh, through David, there was a covenantal promise that through his lineage, he would always have a son on the throne. Of course, that son would be Jesus. Mary and Joseph were of the lineage of David Mm -hmm. and back all the way to Abraham. And so in Jesus, there's that covenant promise. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you'll be saved. But if you don't, you're going to be cursed. And that curse is eternity without God or separation mm-hmm. from God, which is called hell. And, and I always like the aspect of looking at it. Whatever God is, hell is not. So if God is love, there won't be love in, in hell. Um, if God is, uh, what's another attribute of God? Loving kindness, kind, mm-hmm. there will be no kindness. Uh, love, sometimes a uh, difference of love is indifferential. Um, if it's putting others first in the kingdom of God, it'll be putting me first in the kingdom of hell. Mm-hmm. So there are blessings and curse, curses with covenants. And that's, that's something we have to, I don't know, that we should be afraid to say those words, uh, that there are consequences if you don't receive Jesus as your savior and they're eternal. And so um, with the covenant, uh, with, with the covenant renewal service, uh, we're trying to get people to, and it was from Wesley, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make a proclamation spend time in confession and then receive an invitation to this covenant and then make the covenant with God. 
those were the four aspects of that covenantial service. Which one did you like the most? <laughs> wow, difficult question. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so let me, uh, I'm gonna, uh, and not really, not really shift gears, but I, I just want to pose, um, pose a question because I have been this guy in church so many times uh, in my life and I know that I am not the only one. Uh, so you sure? often, <laughs> I'm nearly certain. Uh, so often, you know, uh, we go to church and we go through with the flow of whatever is happening. Right? So whatever, hap- whatever happens, we're going to go along with it. If the pastor says a thing and then something comes up on the screen, I'm supposed to say it. I'm going to say it. And uh, then we'll get through and we'll have our luncheon and go on about our day. And, and I'm not, if, listen, out there, if that's you, I'm not criticizing you. We all do it, right? We, we, it's, it becomes, things become habit and routine and we do it without thinking. So it's not a criticism. I just, I know that I've been there. So for anybody that might have been in that position at yesterday our service, in particular or at any covenant service but like yesterday in particular what covenant was made what did we do explain that Oh I feel put on the spot <laughs> So what we did is one of the things about a covenant with God is is simply renewing our relationship with God our mm, commitment right that God is God, we are not. Our commitment to live in terms of uh, under the power of the Holy Spirit, yielding our lives to God, listening to God, following God. And so uh, those four parts of the service really break down the things that we did. Mm -hmm. So the first thing uh, we did is we had a time of confession. Uh, This is a moment, and I believe this should always be a part of our and I'll call it our more formal prayer time, our, our, our alone time, our closet time with God, we should have a time of confession. Mm-hmm. And it's simply just stating, these are the areas where I feel I was disobedient to God in this day. I didn't love my neighbor. I didn't love God. I mean, if we want to break it down into the two big commandments. And this is what I did. And God, I repent of it. That's the church word. Uh, or John the Baptist's word, or Jesus's word, repent from it, turn from it, say you're sorry, ask for forgiveness. And so we had that time of confession, and then we had the proclamation. Now, what were the four parts? I was going to look them up because... <laughs> So we had a, yeah, the proclamation of Jesus Christ, acknowledging who Jesus is Mm -hmm. in our lives, our need for him. And then we had the invitation that we would be invited now to take, to take part in this covenant renewal. To respond. To respond. To the proclamation, right. right. And then we had the covenant. That was our covenantal prayer uh, to fully, to fully immerse ourselves or to become a part of that covenant or renew our covenant with God again. Yeah. And you can see this renewal time and again in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, each year there was a, a moment where the Israelites got together and it was uh, the atonement for the whole of all of Israel, for them to be atoned before God, to be set apart. And, and we can break it down that any time 
people were disobedient to God. Mm -hmm. They used God's means of sacrificing an innocent animal, uh, shedding their blood for our forgiveness. And of course, the ultimate shedding of blood for our forgiveness was Jesus, the perfect lamb of God. And so in that service, we, we move through those steps with intention to move to the place where we can then enter or renew our covenant with God. But confession is always a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that gets lost too often. Yeah, agree. I, I think to keep answering Jordan's question a bit, it, and it doesn't mean that we left the covenant. No. Right. You know, over the past year, like I hope our church didn't fall away from Christ in the past year and had to come back. It, so I, I kind of like that um, renewal term mm-hmm. or recommitment. Mm-hmm. It's like making it making it fresh again. Um, and if if there are those among you maybe who haven't received Christ yet, it's an invitation to do so. Right. Right. But as a church, yeah, I, I think it's like that renewing aspect. Yeah. Of, well, and yeah. I think it's appropriate the first Sunday of the year, kind of a new yeah. year, we're focused on new things or doing things, freshness and, and that yeah. kind of thing. It's, and it's kind of a, a refreshing of our faith and our commitment and our journey is that, you know, maybe we've gotten you know, we have drifted here or there yeah. during the past sure. year. We've had incidents yep. in our lives. We've, you know, there's times we do drift from God. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to just say, I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. And to say, this is important to me to recommit, to refocus yeah. my life um, and to get back on track. It's kind of a back on track right. thing for me. Yeah, bring you back to the beat. Yeah, right. there you go. Yep. Yep. And, and a part of the renewal service is... Um, one of the scriptures we read from was King Josiah mm-hmm. in the Old Testament who uh, sent sent his chief money guy to the temple as it was being refurbished or rebuilt, worked on, and they found a book of the scroll. Mm-hmm. And he comes, the priest comes back with the, or finance guy comes back with the book and it's read to Josiah and he tears his robes um, because he knows he has not been following God's ways, and he knows that the community has not been following God's ways. And then he sets up the first, well, he sets up a renewal time for the whole community. The whole community comes to the temple and the book of the law is read. And and so yesterday was not just an individual renewal. It was our renewal as a community community. of faith. A church. And mm-hmm. to realize that maybe we have, as a church, gotten off base. Yeah. So, yeah, we do need that individual connection mm-hmm. one-on-one, but as a group yeah. doing this together, yeah. it, it unites us in similar purpose and focus is that we're going to be about God's business in a more intentional way yeah. again. And that brings up an interesting point, too, that in the new covenant, <clears throat> it's, of course, individually a covenant between us and God but you also come into covenant with other believers. Right, So the body of Christ is in covenant with one another. And it reminds us we need each other. Yeah, and when we receive the sacrament of communion, that's a a personal thing between you and God, but you're also doing that intentionally with other believers, reflecting your covenant with them as walking together in the body of Christ. I think there's a part of the underlying message there is we can't do this alone. We need each other to be faithful. That's right. And that's and that's the power of doing it together, you know, being being one body, 
as Paul would say, with different and unique parts and giftings and stuff like that, but that we need to be the body of Christ for the community of the world or for Mm -hmm. the, for the world. Which I think speaks to the, the whole need. You know, people wonder, do I need to go to church to be saved? Well, no, you don't need for salvation, but in order of nurturing your faith, you know, developing your walk with Christ, we need each other. Um, iron sharpening iron and some of those mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And that's what the church, part of the reason for the church is we need each other. And so I would, if there's anybody out there that hasn't been to church in a while, <clears throat> it isn't, this isn't a guilt trip. This is a, a kind of a, you need your yeah. brothers and you need your sisters to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah, do it and, alone. And that's a hard uh, concept to wrap your head around. Um you know, before you're a believer or maybe as a new believer, because I never got that part of church. Like when I first started going, I thought, why do I have to go every Sunday? Well, you need the help of those around you. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it just took me a while to understand that that concept and how important it is. So, Well, mm-hmm. and then when God created the seventh day was a day of rest and that was that became the Sabbath. So it was not only a day of rest, but it was a day of renewal. It was a day of worshiping God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Although I would say all that we do should be in worship of God. Uh, We talked, we'll be talking about that um, in the future, Mm -hmm. but the, to be a part of the body means that we're connected together. And you have some that are the eye and some mm-hmm. that are the hands mm-hmm. or some are the feet. And, you know, there are just so many different parts that make us one in Christ. And sometimes I think, yes, we stand before Jesus alone and we uh, will be judged based on our merits, but we're a part of the body. And if we don't, if we don't or are unwilling to be a part of the body and be, for lack of better words, in today's vernacular, a team, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. then then we uh, we can create dissension in the team. We can create uh, a me first attitude in the team. We can do all sorts of- Yeah, we diminish in some ways what it's all about in our relationship with Christ is diminished. Mm-hmm because it isn't just an individual relationship. Right. It's a corporate yeah. one. And mm. and the church as a whole, uh, as far as the body of Christ goes, when we talk in terms of being in covenant and Wesley would say, you need to do this a number of times a year, you know, maybe three or four times a year as a church body to continue to renew ourselves. We need that. It's, oh, another covenant renewal service. No, we need that because we're human and because we get off track, we get off mm-hmm. the rails, so to speak. Uh, and we need to formally with our brothers and sisters in Christ, renew our faith, renew our commitment to the one who gives us life. And if we're unwilling to do that, then then you're hindering the church, you're hindering the body of Christ, you're hind- hindering the witness of God in the world. Um, and I, you're, you're really, you're, you're hindering your own relationship with Christ at that point too. Sure. You are. And maybe you know. even the work of the spirit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And what happens is, is the people who, ref, who think they're spiritually minded, but refuse to be a part of the church, they become more hypocritical. And that, that taints 
what somebody who's outside of the faith sees. Oh, I don't want that church, you know, or I'm going to go to this church today, or I'm going to be a part of that church tomorrow, or, you know, I'm just going to watch um, online. I'm never going back to the place again. And, and that's not the necessarily the hypocritical thing in my mind is um, the people that I talk with who have had a bad experience in a church mm-hmm. who hasn't been faithfully uh, seeking God, worshiping God, um, that creates a no desire in the person who's outside the church to want to be a, be a part of it. Right. And I think uh, I th- what you're saying is valid. I don't know that um, I don't know that you inherently become hypocritical necessarily. No, not. Um, I think that's a risk. Intentional. Not. It's a risk, a danger. It, it's a danger, right? But I think really the the biggest danger, and and I can only say this from personal experience, from times that I've um, been in church every week, and then other areas in my or other spaces in my life where. I just wasn't going and, you know, for a year or two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, my faith itself really didn't change. My behavior itself really didn't change. Um, but, but your my, witness did. My, pa- my witness did. My passion, my, um, my, my, my passion for Christ withered. And, you know, we talk about the body of Christ and, you know, and we all mm-hmm. need to be in that, in that body. All parts are important. And, and that's very true when we're talking about the body as a whole, but also for the individual, um, if you're if you separate yourself, like my hand, this index finger is alive. Mm-hmm. The, the flesh, the tissue, the it, it's all alive. If I sever it, the the fingertip dies. Mm-hmm. It necrotizes. It, it it turns black. It dies because it doesn't have the lifeblood flowing to it. Right. So the bigger right. risk, I mean, we, we could end up straying, um, you know, straying into various sin or becoming hypocritical. But the bigger risk is, is simply that our passion for our faith, our love for Christ will wither and die sure. if we're not well, it, part of the body. It's kind of like the statement some people make, well, I can worship God on the golf course, you know, on Sunday morning. But do they? Right. right. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I agree. You should. Yeah, but, <laughs> and, you, and you can. Yeah, but you do can. they? Yeah. And, and and I think yeah. a lot of times when we're separated from other believers, mm. is it's kind of like the log rolling off the fire, is that mm. it, it doesn't have anything fueling it, right? Mm. And so it slowly changes the the dynamic changes and maybe even goes out um, because there's nothing, no fuel there. Mm-hmm. And part of church is fuel. Yeah, that's it gives good, us good way to it put inspires it. Inspires us. Mm-hmm. We're in scripture together. Right. Um, we're uh, worshiping God together through song, through liturgy, through uh, whatever that means. There's something that happens amidst that group with the Holy Spirit present among all of us. Yes. Is God's at work mm-hmm. in that environment? It doesn't mean God is going to be at work with you watching at home on TV, but it's different. It is it different. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. Different. All right. So well, that's why we covenant renewal. Yeah. Renewed okay. our covenant. <laughs> All right. And now we know we need to do it more than just once a year. So <laughs> we need to do it daily. I was say yeah. once a day, maybe yeah. more. Maybe <laughs> more. Yeah. You know, maybe not so formally, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so we'll end on that note. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, 
if you want to, we really encourage you to join us uh, in person on Sundays. Uh, we have a 9 a.m. traditional service and we have a contemporary uh, 1045 a.m. service. Um, if you can't make it in person, you, you still can join us via Facebook and uh, YouTube. And if you have any questions, just Google us or call the office at 989-732-5380. Um, oh, we also have Wednesday, every second and fourth uh, Wednesday, we have more of a discussional um, service that I think uh, people would really enjoy a lot. So we encourage you to reach out to us. Uh, if you have any questions, things of that nature, let us know. And uh, thank you so much for joining us.